This is the Raise Your Authority podcast, the place for high-achieving women to step up and stand out in their industry as the authority. I'm your host, Chrissy Ferreira, the authority coach, mom, wife, business owner, recovering people pleaser, and your marketing hype girl. Let's dive in. If you want something badly enough, you're going to do what it takes to actually get it. Now, let me just say, when I came up with the title of today's topic, I actually got a little annoyed with my own topic. I'm like, what am I going to talk about this? Like, you know, sometimes when I hear people say this kind of pisses me off, it's going to piss people off. Well, you know what? <laughs> this may piss you guys off. Okay. But that's okay. Because I am here to talk about the, the difficult things. I'm here to keep it real, keep it raw. And I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear today. Okay. As you're in the car, as you're sitting at your, your computer, as you're working out, wherever you are, when you're listening to this, this might piss you off, but you might need to hear this today. So listen in. <laughs> okay. So let me talk to you about something. Let me, let me take it back a couple notches when it comes to, if you want something badly enough, you're going to do what it is that you need to do to get it done, to get it. Okay. Now, when we talk about business, when we talk about business and we have a goal, or if there's a certain task that we want to accomplish, I really do think that if you want something to happen, you will find a way. And, you know, I'm a mom. I started my business when he was a year old in the middle of the pandemic. And let me tell you, there were many times where I'm like, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of this. And I would get pissed off when people would say stuff like, if you want it badly, you know, you can make it happen. And it used to be frustrating because I didn't have very many caretakers, especially during the pandemic. Like, who the hell was going to watch my son, right? And I'm someone who doesn't, I'm someone who didn't used to like to ask for help, especially when it came to my kid. And I didn't have a ton of family members who I trusted back then to be able to help me. And so Chrissy always wanted to figure out everything on her own. But here's the thing. There are a lot of things that I accomplished that I still can't believe that I did back then, but I wanted so badly to, to accomplish it that I found a way to make it happen. Right. And it comes to right now in your business, if there's a certain goal, if there's content that you want to create, there's a way that you want to show up online. If there's clients you want to get, you are actually more in control than you think you are. A lot of times when we want something, we do one of two things. We overcomplicate it or we overcommit. Now I'm going to leave you with those two things. We overcomplicate and then we overcommit. Sit with that for a second. I'm going to tell you a little story. Back when I was, I think I was 19, I was 19. I moved out of my aunt's house and I was 18. Those of you guys who have been following me for a while, you know that I used to be in the foster care system. And one of my aunts actually gained guardianship of me when I was 17, 16. And then I lived with her until I turned 18. She was moving. I couldn't live with her anymore. And so I moved out at 18, got my first apartment with my cousin. That didn't go very well <laughs> because my mom needed help. And I let her move in with me. My cousin wasn't very happy. And so I ended up getting another apartment with my mom and then this coworker that I had when I was working at Walmart. And so we lived there for a couple months. It was a three bedroom. It was $900 a month, nine or $950, something like that. And things went okay for a couple months. And then one month, things were not okay. <laughs> it was the first of the month. That's when the rent was due. And my mom lost her job. My mom started drinking again. My mom lost her job and had no way to pay me rent and decided to tell me that day that she could not pay me rent, that she lost her job and didn't tell me. 
And then I turned to my roommate for her part of the rent because we split it three ways. And she decided, I'm moving out. I'm going to go live with my boyfriend. I've been spending the night at my boyfriend's house, you know, about three nights a week for the past couple of weeks. I don't want to live there anymore. I'm moving out. Now I had a lease. <laughs> I had a lease and it was under my name. And so I couldn't make this girl give me money. I couldn't make my mom give me money. They, this wasn't going to happen. But I had to find a way to pay this rent on my own because, first of all, I didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to go at that exact moment. I had a bunch of stuff there. I like I needed to pay my rent. I needed a place to live. And so, you know, I told I told my landlord about what was going on. And one thing I wasn't going to tell him was I can't pay the rent. I just told him I need a little bit more time because, you know, when it first happened, I, I cried. I got pissed off. I was frustrated. And even, but even at 19, I was, I have to say, I was pretty, I was pretty freaking determined to, to do anything that my, that my heart set out to do. I was very independent and I knew that if, if I had to do something, I could bet on myself, but I had to say that, but you know, when this first happened, I I was freaking out because I was working at Walmart. I was making around $200 a a week. So that was around $800 a month. How am I going to pay for this $950 rent when I still have to pay for my car insurance, my phone bill? my food, my gas, right? And all the other little things I had to pay for. How am I going to survive? How am I going to pay my rent? Okay. And so, and my landlord was not, not the type of landlord that wanted me to let me use my security deposit. So, and I did not want to have a bad record at 19 and not be able to find another apartment. So I had to make a decision. I'm like, how am I going to have make this happen? And what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? I was kind of in survival mode at that point because like, okay, I guess I could be late on my rent, but what am I going to do the following, following month? And so in my mind, I, I just need to figure out what I was going to do. So I called my landlord and I said, look, this is what's happening. Like, can I pay the rent a little bit late? And he respected me for reaching out to him, telling him the truth, you know, didn't beat around the bush. And he said, yeah, that's fine. Do you know when you'd have the rent? I said, well, I'm going to probably be about a month late. I need a few weeks to be able to save up this extra money because I only had my portion of the rent, which was around $300 right? I needed to get the other 600 and some dollars. And then I needed to save up for the next month. Okay. And so somehow I did it. I get, got extra hours at Walmart. You know, I basically begged my boss for extra hours. I clocked in a little early, clocked in a little late. Cause when I worked at Walmart, you weren't allowed to clock in more than 15 minutes early. And then I would, I would stay a little bit longer than my schedule. And so I could get in more hours, like an extra half an hour each day. Cause it adds up, it adds up. And so I worked my ass off for weeks and weeks to be able to pay back, pay this rent. And luckily, luckily, my sister-in-law, she did offer me to stay with her. So I luckily did not end up homeless <laughs> at the age of 19 because I couldn't find another roommate. I couldn't. I could not find another roommate. I had already lived with my cousin. I lived with that coworker. I lived with my mom. I didn't have any other siblings. Like they were all younger than me, still in the foster care system. Like I didn't have anyone I could stay with. All of my friends were young. They still lived with their parents. Like I didn't have anybody that I could live with. So my sister-in-law offered me to stay with her and I managed to pay my landlord before the end of the month. I ended up paying before the end of the month and he let me end my lease early and he allowed me to go ahead and move out the following month. So I didn't have to save up another month's worth of rent. And on top of that, he gave me back my security deposit. Now I do think I was pretty, you know, pretty fortunate 
to have had someone who was so understanding because he didn't, he could have let me, he could have like held me to my agreement with the lease and he could have, you know, made me stay a couple extra months, whatever, which would have been so difficult to pay that. But I do actually think looking back that I would have somehow made it happen. I could have gotten another roommate. I could have made it happen, but I got, unfortunately I was able to find someone to let me stay with them. But it just goes to show that like, if you want something bad enough, you're going to make it happen even at the young age of 19. Right. And so looking at that, when it comes to like business, a lot of the, a lot of the pushback that I get is time when it comes to marketing content, the way people are showing up in their business, it all comes down to time. And I don't like saying that we all have the same 24 hours in the day, because that's not true because everyone's day is different. Some of us have support systems. Some of us don't. Some of us are more advanced in our business and we have secretaries, VAs, marketing managers, whatever. And some people don't. So some people have spouse, some people don't, some people have kids, some people don't, some people have multiple kids. And so I don't think we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So that's bullshit. If you ask me, that's one, but also is that a lot of times when we when we have a goal in our business, especially around like marketing and content and showing up, like it doesn't have to be so complicated. I think we overcomplicate the process. I'm going to give you guys some examples of what I mean. And sometimes I feel like we overcommit. So let, let, let's talk about overcommitment first for um, a second. I had a call with um, a client actually right before I, I hopped on here. And she was talking to me about how she had spoken to someone who was telling her to get on more platforms, to be more visible. And as much as I agree with that, because I do think your digital footprint is important, I think it's important for you to be able to like look up Chrissy Ferreira, right? Like obviously you can find me ChrissyFerreira.com. That's my website. Like you find me there. But if you go on Google and you look up my name, like I need to be searchable. You should be searchable as a business owner. If someone looks you up, you should be searchable on, on Google. I do strongly believe that. So like you want to be, you want to have digital footprint. If someone you meet a networking event, goes online and let's say they're consistent on LinkedIn, that's their platform. You want to have a presence on LinkedIn. If you're on Facebook, same thing. If you're on Instagram, same thing. TikTok, same thing. Like the, the major platforms. So I do believe that it's important to have a digital footprint or, or YouTube. That was another good example. I forgot that one. It's good to have a digital footprint. So that way if people look you up, you exist and your stuff is up to date, right? It's not like something that you were doing two years ago, an old offer. I feel like that kind of discredits you a little bit. So I think a digital footprint is important. However, I don't think that you need to be consistent on every single platform. I really, really don't. Here's, here's my, my rule. Okay. I say, what are the top three social media platforms that your ideal client hangs out on? Like really the client that you worked with last that you absolutely loved working with or the client that you work with now, what, like the one that you really, really love working with, they get results. They've been like amazing to work with from start to finish. They're literally the person that you designed your business for. Like that person is who I'm talking about. That person where did you meet them? Where did you convert them from? Did you share a post and they found you? Like, like where exactly did you get that client from? Okay. What social media platform from? And this is, I'm not necessarily talking about like networking events. Maybe you met them somewhere else. I'm talking about social media. Okay. So for example, social media, where did you meet them? Now, if it was Facebook, then great. That's, that's where they hang out. They're on Facebook. Okay. So that's one of them. Now, what are some other platforms they're on? Instagram, maybe LinkedIn, for example. Okay, great. Those are the three places that they're at. What's the, out of all three of those places, which platform do you enjoy spending the most time? Which one do you think you'd be more inspired, like have more momentum around 
to actually show up. Let's say it's Instagram, okay? Your ideal clients are on Instagram and you love being on Instagram. Great. That's the platform that you're going to focus most of your attention on. That's where you're going to grow your community. That's where you're going to grow your biggest digital footprint. That's where you're going to focus all your energy, where you sell the most, where you show the most content, where like literally where you show up for your community the most. You're going to grow that. And then you're going to pick the second one, which might've been Facebook, right? Then you're going to grow that and then so on and so forth. I think it takes time. And then building a community, you got to give yourself a year at least. Like it takes time to build social media platforms. I think that sometimes we, we want to overcomplicate. We want to overcommit and we feel like we have to be everywhere. And I feel like if you're trying to spread your attention to four different platforms, you're not going to dominate one because you're, you're too spread out unless you've already dominated multiple, right? And you're, you're way advanced. You're like, all right, I've dominated Instagram. I've dominated Facebook. I've dominated LinkedIn. TikTok is next. Great. Take your time. Take your time to get there. Don't overcommit. If you find that time is killing you and, and time is what's hurting your sales, then take a step back. Maybe don't post on TikTok so much, spend so much time on there. Maybe don't spend so much time on Instagram. Pick a platform, grow your audience on there. This changes, your seasons change. Like I know seasons of motherhood change. Your time is different when you have an infant versus your time when you have a toddler versus your time when you have a teenager, right? We are all in different seasons of our of motherhood as we are in business. And business, it's gonna change. If you're a solopreneur listening to this, you may be very time strict. Very, very, very time limited, right? Especially if you have another job. If you're working this full time, you may have more time. What season of business are you in? Do you have a full team on staff, five team members? You have a lot more time. Okay, great. You can be on more platforms. That's why we don't all have the same 24 hours in a day because everyone's day looks different. So we have to stop over committing ourselves. So when I was talking to my client on this call and she was advised to be on different platforms, she like was killing it. She's killing it on Facebook right now. Right. And, but she is having a little bit of a hard time with a time commitment. So what I advised her to do before she jumps over to Instagram, cause that's the next strategy for her before she starts jumping over to Instagram, she needs to get a little more consistent on Facebook. Like the community that you've built show up for them more. Don't forget about them just to move on to the next keep showing up for your, for your community. I gave her a challenge over the next four weeks of how to show up. And then I said, after that, then I want you to start dipping your toes into Instagram and be full and be committed to it. Don't just, don't just like, don't just like half-ass it, right? Like fully commit to it, dip your toes, get to know the platform, then boom, jump in because you've already dominated Facebook. But if it gets to a point where like, it's too much, it's, and she's not able to keep up, then I want her to go back to just Facebook. Okay. Sometimes we overcommit ourselves, but this doesn't mean that she can't like post every day or show up for a community or go live or, you know, create different types of content and make money through social media. She can absolutely do it. She can do it one with one platform. You don't have to be fully invested in multiple platforms to make money online. I know plenty of people who just have a podcast and that's how they make all their damn money. I know people who are just on Facebook and that's how they make all their money. Look at these YouTubers, right? They make all their money on YouTube. They may have some presence on other pages, but where are they heavily committing themselves, right? Wherever you're fully committed to, that's where you're going to make the most money. So sometimes overcommitting can actually hurt you. So I want you to think to yourself, if there's a goal that you have in mind, you can make it happen. But don't overcommit yourself because yes, that's going to distract you. And you're going to say things to yourself like, well, damn, if I only had more time, well, no, damn, if you could only focus a little bit more and stop 
overcommitting yourself. The next thing that I want to talk about is overcomplicating it. Sometimes we overcomplicate the process. We make it like, oh, I want to go, I want to start doing reels on Instagram, but I want to do all the trending reels and I want all this fancy lighting and I want, <laughs> I want all the transitions to look this way. Okay. Either hire someone to help you do it one or keep it simple. Like I have so many people who, who are killing it on Instagram with reels and they have the most simplest videos. Sure. Transitions are cool. Trending audio is cool, but sometimes simple is better because how much time is it going to take you to do it? Unless you're a techie and you know how to do it, right? How much time is it going to take up for you? And is it taking away from other things that are bringing in money, right? Is it taking you away from the things that are actually genuating money? We should all know in our business, what makes us the most money? What converts the best? Instagram lives, Facebook lives. When you go to a networking event, do you make money? When you speak at events, do you make money? When you do a podcast episode, do you make money? Like what is your advertising that makes you the most money? What is that? That's where you should be spending most of your time, right? And then these other things are just additional tasks that you do in order to make that happen. So sometimes we can overcomplicate the process and that can actually take us away from our money generating activity, right? The number one thing that actually makes you money. Keep it simple. I like, I really like, you don't have to be like, it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be also damn complicated in business. Sometimes I think we make it, we, we see somebody online and we want so badly for our businesses to look like theirs that we forget where they started. We do. We forget where people started and we forget that people have a team and they have other people helping them, you know, just something to consider. Like when I started this podcast, I made, I overcomplicated the shit out of this. I wanted to have a fancy background when I was recording this, I'm redoing my office and it didn't get done. <laughs> it didn't get done. And so I was overcomplicating it. I was overcomplicating the mic that I was going to use. I was overcomplicating the process in which I'm going to record this episode for you. Like I, the, just, I was overcomplicating everything, the way I was planning out the episodes. And then guess what? It took months and months and months for me to finally decide I need to stop overcomplicating this and trying to be a perfectionist. If I'm being truly honest and just, just freaking do it. Like, just keep it simple. Keep it simple, simple background. Of course, I'm going to like update it. You guys will see some videos in the future with like my background, but like, that's not what makes the podcast great. Sometimes like we focus our attention on the things that don't matter because we're so busy watching what other people are doing or we're so busy trying to make it perfect that it doesn't it doesn't get done. And so these are some things to to consider that if you want something badly enough, you can make it happen. But please for the love of God, <laughs> stop overcommitting yourself and stop over making it complicated, right? Stop overcomplicating things. Keep, I think simple is best. I really do. And business, especially if you're a solopreneur or you have a small team, even when you're advanced and you have a big team, I still think simple is best. I really, really do. Especially if you feel like you're strapped for time, or if there's something that is just feels really, really difficult for you. Like when it comes to working out, sometimes we can, I know for me, I can overcomplicate the process wanting to you know, do this fancy workout program and having to have all the equipment or <laughs> wanting to go to this fancy gym and joining all these different classes. Like I was having a hard time keeping up. Sometimes I just needed a simple at home workout routine that requires little to no items like weights and stuff like that. And 
you know, no fancy moves and, and stuff. So like sometimes we overcomplicate things. I think sometimes we overcomplicate it because we're trying to avoid it. Sometimes we will make reasons, especially the whole overcommit thing is we'll find reasons why we can't actually get something done. Think about it. Like I can't tell you how many times when I was overcomplicating this podcast process, how many times I made up things in my mind that had it to, that had to get done or I would work on another task instead of recording an episode. <laughs> I'm literally laughing at myself because I did it so many times. Or if you're avoiding writing content and you really don't want to do it, you're avoiding it. So you will make reasons like why you can't do it. Or all of a sudden you're sick, right? Think about how many times you put something off by creating like like false reasons why you can't do it. We all do it. We all do. We're human. We all do it. Like there's something in the house that needs to get cleaned. And so you distract yourself with cleaning something else or there's a certain project that you need to get done. I mean, come on in high school, how many times were you a procrastinator? I can't see you, but raise your hand. If you were a procrastinator, if you were a procrastinator growing up, even if you're an overachiever, you can still be a freaking procrastinator. Let me tell you, or if you have ADHD like me, it is very, very easy to get very distracted very, very easily by other tasks to avoid what we actually need to be doing. So sometimes we need to keep ourselves, we need to be honest with ourselves because we're not keeping ourselves accountable. As a business owner, there is no, there's no one keeping us in line. Like there's no one watching us over our shoulder like we did when we're at a regular job. We had a manager. We're the damn manager. We're the CEO. There's no one watching over our shoulder. So that's why it's really, really important that if you want to accomplish something, if you really want it badly, you're going to be honest with yourself. You're going to be a little bit stricter with your time management. You're going to stop avoiding the task at hand. You're going to stop overcomplicating and overcommitting. So today I challenge you to say to yourself, I'm going to, I'm done. I really want to accomplish this goal, especially like if it's when it's around like marketing and content and the way you're showing up online, if you're ready to start showing up differently for your community and you're ready to take your content like basically to the next level, but you know you've been overcomplicating it or overcommitting yourself to other things, like I want you to commit right now and say, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing it. And I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus going forward and I'm going to get it done because I really want this. I want this badly. So I want you to commit to that today. And of course, this is something I can help you with. If you have questions, always reach out to me. You can go to chrissyferreira.com. You can fill out an application to work with me, or you can go to contact chrissyferreira at Gmail and then ask me questions. So thank you so much until the next episode. Bye.